0: Welcome to From Fear to Freedom Podcast. I'm Jessica. I'm the host, and I'm so excited that you're here. My prayer for you as you listen to these episodes is that you would meet God, that you would be drawn into more intimacy with Him, more hope, more life, and that you would be living fully alive, connected to your heart and to His. We're going to have tons of stories Hopefully, lots of laughs because life is way too short to be overly serious all the time. So, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here and thank you for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh, yeah, because it was just the intro and then it's this one. So, welcome, everybody. I am coming on here to do a quick little intro because yeah, I had my really, really, really good friend Audra on. So this podcast is so amazing. I'm so excited for you all to hear it. I mean, genuinely it, (sighs) Audra just carries so much of God's grace on her life and it, that is just how you feel when you're around her. And so I am so glad that I was able to have her on. So I'm just going to introduce her a little bit here beforehand, um, just because of the way the podcast went and I'm still learning and I'm still growing. And so um, Audra and I, we met at a live and free coach launch program. It was so amazing. It was so amazing. It was such a life-changing opportunity and she actually counseled me on one of her um, practice sessions, so we had to do a lot of practice sessions for um, getting our certificate in the heart coaching, and it was so awesome. We hit it off, and we've just been talking and friends and hanging out ever since. It is so great, and I've learned so much from her. So, this is my very first guest on the podcast, and she's just amazing. She is so amazing. In this um, episode, we talk about compassion and, oh. I just I love learning from her. She is so amazing, and it is just so healing to to hear like how she's grown and how she's developed as a woman, and the things that God has led her through have just led me through so much like I love the Lord so much more because I get to talk with her and be her friend. It is so encouraging, and so that's what I want for you guys um anyone who finds this it is just. She's amazing, and we had some fun, and we had some laughs, and it was just really, really good, so I cannot wait for you to hear from her. I currently just got back from South Africa. I am glowing, to say the least. I had the most wonderful time. I I can't really put it into words, and I got back, and I was like, I'm so excited to edit this podcast and to work more on it because it is just... oh. It's been so good. The Lord's been so sweet to me and I will definitely tell some more things about South Africa later. But today is about compassion. Um it was so awesome. She helped lead me. She helped lead me in this podcast a lot. She it's just so natural and she's so good with just working with people and she carries a lot of confidence. It's just, it was so amazing. It was so amazing to listen to her, listen to her story, get to talk and have a little bit of fun. And it is, it's just so encouraging. So I can't wait for you to hear. Um, yeah, here it is. Here is Compassion with Audra. I hope you enjoy. Okay, this oh. is so good. This is exactly, this is exactly what I needed. And so like...
1: And I guess, I mean, if you want, I can share a little bit of my own process.
0: Yeah. Because I was completely
1: shut down. I didn't know. I mean, I grew up in a home where your emotions lied to you. Don't trust them. Yeah. Because our hearts are deceitful, you know? Yes. And but I had so much pain and I didn't even know that I had pain. And so Mm -hmm. in when I started counseling in 2019, that opened a whole new um, perspective. I mean, it, it it brought me closer to the Lord, but yeah. it also helped me understand that, like, I was not broken and I didn't need to be fixed, but I had pain that needed to be felt. Yes. And, and so, and then even through Alive and Free, like, they talk about triggers. And I know that word is, like, super popular. <laughs> it's sometimes I hate using it
0: because I just feel like it's so it's pretty mainstream yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but it's
1: real they are real and triggers are they are those moments of really discomfort mm-hmm. and it can feel so many different ways for people um I know for myself when I feel a trigger Mm -hmm. i usually feel overwhelmed anxious um irritated at times sometimes my heart rate will go up um and i either need to like remove myself completely yeah or i will speak out of that trigger and it usually comes off very sideways Mm -hmm. without love and connection, and um And now, I mean, I've been going through my own journey for about five years. So, like, now when a trigger comes up, like, I'm aware of it. When it first happened, I I just thought it was normal. I thought that was just how life was. And that's where a lot of people live. That's where I was living. I was living in a constant state of trigger. And I had no idea how to help myself or, or even ask for help. And so now, if I get triggered, I can take a moment. I can I can sit with myself and it's there are times when it's still uncomfortable or mm-hmm. possibly even annoying. And again, that's where that compassion can come in and be like, I'm with you. Because triggers are unmet needs. It's pain. So yes. Is an unmet need that needs love. Mm-hmm. And I and so rather than getting frustrated or angry. I've learned that I can actually sit and love that part of me and bring care and tenderness and um, compassion. And yeah. that that helps bring healing to those little parts of myself um, it does. that still need love. So I've learned that triggers are not scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to terrify me because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to handle these. Yeah. Now, when a trigger comes up, it's it's kind of like a roadmap where it's like, oh, okay, I didn't realize this part of me still needs something. This part of me still longs for love or care or acceptance or whatever it mm-hmm. might be. And so, so now I can, if I do get triggered, I can pause and I can yes. be with myself and I can give myself that space. receive um so that's a little bit about my process and yeah but it starts very very small um like something that i learned from alive and free was actually putting my hand on my heart when i was triggered and asking where are you what do you need right now and having a conversation it, it sounds a little weird but like I would picture me talking to little Audra or like younger Audra. Be like, yeah. what do you need? Like,
0: I'm here with you. Because that's be what okay. our emotions feel like. When we have big emotions, we genuinely feel what did they said in class several times? It's in a it's a hijacking of the amygdala. Mm-hmm. And we we genuinely feel out of control. And that's a lot when we were little kids. That's kind of how it felt like wow, I don't know how to process this right now, now that we are adults. But that's so beautiful. You can picture like, oh yeah, my emotions feel wild right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And a tool
1: is an emotion wheel or a feeling wheel. I love that. Because <laughs> when I first started, I was like, I don't have words for this. Like, <laughs> My counselor would ask me, like, "What are you feeling?" I don't know. <laughs> Nothing. Like I used to share, I would share things with her, and she'd be like, "Audra, that's trauma. Like that was traumatic." And I'd be like, "Oh, cool. There okay. you have it." <laughs> well, that was really helpful for me, of just like name being able to name what I was feeling, and like. Yes. You can find them on Google. You can literally Google an emotion wheel or a feelings wheel,
0: and you can find every. You can make your own once Mm -hmm. you kind of build your vocabulary. But yes, what are some common ones for you that you go like throughout the week? These are these are ones that are super common. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good question.
0: I could share, I could share mine. Yeah. So I know for me, um, jealousy, super hard. Mm -hmm. I look at a lot of people. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like they have such, they have these things. And obviously for me, I'm in the waiting season. I mean, you are too, but like, I know for me and my story, it's a little bit different. Like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like if I could just, you know, look what they have, I could, Mm -hmm. they have the marriage, they have the family, they have financial security all these different things. So I know jealousy is something that I take to the Lord often. Mm. Um recently since I started working full time, anger. It mm. is so strange because I <laughs> this is so funny. Have you ever seen Enchanted? <laughs> yes. She yes. she she literally is like I'm angry at you. <gasps> I'm angry. I I'm angry at you. I like she's never felt anger before. And I sometimes you. <laughs> I sometimes feel like Giselle in that way. I'm like this is weird like and I think it's cuz I just I have less time and I feel more in pressure not that I'm working the the 8 to 5 grind, you know. Mm-hmm. So that for me that's something that I've been uh taking to the Lord and just talking through with, um, my mentor counselor that I work with. And then, um, yeah, sadness, sadness has definitely been a thing, especially as I process the, the disappointment of what my life, I like, I thought my life was going to be this way. I thought it was going to be, I was it is kind of like the Disney shows. Like I thought it was going to be this like happily ever after, which I've heard a lot of people coming out talking about, kind of the deception of that. I love Disney. I'll never probably never give it up. Like oh, I love our fairy tale, and everybody loves a fairy tale, but mm-hmm. it really is damaging, I think, to a lot of little girls because, mm-hmm. like, I love it so much, and it totally has helped my childhood. But now as an adult, I realize, dang. I really just thought that it was just going to be you marry the prince and then you're happily ever after. And now here I am like 10 years into praying for family. And I still don't, I haven't received yet on this, like right now, you know, so there's the sadness of disappointment and stuff like that. But that is, that's a whole nother story that maybe we can talk about later singleness because <laughs> I'm really passionate about it now and it's super great, but yeah. I think those are like some of my top that I have to deal with throughout the week. What about, what about you?
1: I would say comparison. Mm. Um, That has been a big one. Um, It stems from, I believe it stems from like performance. Mm -hmm. So just like comparing myself to other people, I compare myself to where I think I should be. Totally. Um, And that really came out in my new job. um, Totally. And just not realizing how difficult learning something completely new was going to be. And so I was comparing myself to my coworkers. I was comparing Mm -hmm. myself to where I thought I needed to be. And the fact that it was taking me longer than I thought it should. And like when in reality it wasn't. I was exactly where I needed to be. I was yeah. learning something from the ground up as yeah. a 33-year-old. and like, I know, it's hard. And so I was thinking, I actually had a friend really encourage me, and she just said, like, Audra, like, you are smart. You're intelligent. Like, the fact that you made a career change you don't see that very often. It's like you are mm-hmm. learning something and like your work ethic and like you have the ability to succeed where you go.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and that was really encouraging because I think I was downplaying the difficulty of what I was experiencing mm-hmm. and then shaming myself because I wasn't where I thought I should be. Yeah. Um, and so and the Lord has just helped me through that of, like, um, like a question. I don't know if it came from me, me or him, but it was, what if you just show up and do the best that you can do? Because mm-hmm. in my head, I was running, like, a, bun- a bunch of, like, what ifs. And I ended on, what if you just show up as you and do the best that you can do that day?
0: Yeah. So it really, really it encouraging. takes the pressure off. That's mm-hmm. a statement that takes the pressure off and breaks mm-hmm. that performance. It mm-hmm. really does because that is the thing that, yeah, sports, like we both grew up in sports. It's like you have to be this superstar or you're not lovable in a way. Mm-hmm. That's no one ever says that. No one ever says that. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's what the enemy says to us. Mm-hmm. That's a little oh, what the enemy says to us. It is, it is crazy. Did you, um, yeah. What was that? What was that like for you to actually, cause you do lifting now and can you explain mm-hmm. a little bit more? I know you said just uh, like a couple weeks ago in our practice one, but can you explain a little bit more for me what that is like? Cause I don't, <laughs> that one's hard. I've gone on my own journey of breaking that, like have to be the toughest look the best physically like I feel like we all struggle with that like yeah. how have you found compassion in that because it is hard and it is all over our culture like mm-hmm. I need to look a certain way I need to lift a certain amount of weights I have to perform a certain way like yeah what was that what's that been like for you
1: yeah so sports I mean I started playing sports when I was in third grade so that was always a part of like my identity, I guess. And yeah. I know others, it can be academics. It can be, um, it can be like, um, gosh, I can't think. Of <laughs> That's okay. We we can put ourselves in or find our performance box really in anything that we do. Oh,
0: absolutely. Painting, and so, photography, singing. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And anything. so
1: it's usually where we get praised and validated. Is yeah. usually where we, we find um, our our worth or can find our worth. And so for yes. me, it was sports. Um, and played basketball through college and that was just like a part of my identity. And after college, like I went through this thing of like, who am I? Yeah. Like I, I don't play basketball anymore. Like I can't say, my name is Audra. I play basketball. Like, right. That, that right. lot. It's kind of and abrupt. It, yeah. Very. <laughs> but I was still, I mean, I was still athletic and I still played other sports. Um, so my identity was still kind of wrapped it up in that of like, okay, mm-hmm. how can I, and I continued to receive that validation um, yeah. of like, I would get asked, I started playing ultimate frisbee and joined some teams and got asked to join, um, like a practice squad out in North Carolina that traveled around and played. And, um, so that was just continuing to get fed. Through, through that, and then I joined, started CrossFit. um, Oh gosh, I don't know, a couple years ago, and and same thing. I mean, I was still trying to push myself through the workouts and like get better and get stronger, and it. In CrossFit, they use a thing called, like, sugar wad, and it, you can track, like, your progress. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you can also see other people's scores. And so I found myself, oh, I, would look at, whoa. I would look at other people's times.
0: Oof, and, that's hard.
1: Like, pick, like, again, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, I should be able to do oh, this. Yes. And then if yes. I couldn't, I was disappointed. Oh, and if that's I wasn't... So hard. If I didn't hit the time that I thought I should yeah. hit, I was disappointed and like I was yeah. I would belittle myself, and yeah, and so it got to the point where it wasn't fun anymore. Like I I yeah. dreaded going to the gym because it was there was so much pressure that I was putting on myself, and I felt like I was I wasn't a good enough friend. I wasn't mm. making Whoa. um like I was. A burden because I wasn't as fit as I thought I should be. I, um, I did a competition and like going into it, I was so worried about being the weak link and like really just struggling with that. And um, and so again, I didn't feel like I was living up to my identity because like I wasn't receiving this praise that yeah. I was used to and totally Um a few years ago I went on a run and I ran a mile and then I was going to do some intervals. And so I um was like, I'll run six minutes and then I'll walk for two or whatever and, or walk for four and then like repeat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so
1: start running for my six minutes, and I make it two minutes in to walk.
0: Yeah. And then I just
1: lit into myself. Oh, I Angela. started, like, yeah. just totally belittling, cussing myself out, saying you're stupid. I can't believe, like, you're so out of shape. This is embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. All this stuff. And I just heard a little voice, and it was like, would you talk to a friend this way? I was like, oh, man. No. Absolutely not. Like if I were on a run with a friend and they were like, I'm so sorry. Like I need to walk right now. I'd be like, Oh, no worries. That's fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I probably do too. Like, (laughs) and, um, and then it went a step further and it was like, would you talk to a kid this way? Wow. And I was like, Oh no, absolutely not. Like I would, I would never, I'd never want to give that message to a child yes um and then another step was would you talk to your daughter mm. this way and I don't have kids so like a future daughter yes and and I started like tearing up a little bit because I was like I gotta I hope no like I hope I don't ever speak to my child this way and like and wow. then the very last one was would you speak to little Audra this way mm. And that's essentially, it was like, this is how you are speaking to little you. Mm-hmm. Like you are, you are reinforcing all of the lies that she already believes. Yeah. By speaking this to her. And that was the first experience that I truly had with offering compassion to myself. Mm. And, wow. um, cause I know like so many people are like, oh yeah, just speak kindness over yourself like look in the mirror and be like you're beautiful you're strong yes. you're confident but if there's not a heart connection yes there's a very big difference between um knowing mentally yes and knowing physically and within and change your heart. change doesn't happen outside of knowing physically within your heart like if there's yes. not a heart connection yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard to receive that full fullness of healing yes. and change. Yes, and yes, so, yes. And so, like that's kind of where my compassion journey, wow, started for myself. Like I was able to give compassion to other people, but when it came yeah. to me, it was very much oh. like, nope, you don't get that. Sorry. Wow. And and so it just helped me like see God's heart towards me. And then mm-hmm. I could also give that towards myself and that it was okay.
0: I, um, I'm always so, <laughs> I always learn so much from you in this topic because mm-hmm. this specifically, like the sports thing is very hard. Like it's hard. It is so hard. Like I, I learn a lot of compassion from you, Audra, which is mm-hmm. why I knew I wanted, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about this today. What, now, you had an encounter with the Lord here. He got into the crevice of your heart and started to mm-hmm. help heal. Do you have this compassion for yourself at all times, all the time, daily?
1: Uh, No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't answer. No. But you um, did experience an encounter with the Lord. Yes. And...
1: It may not always be my initial response towards myself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we—I usually get there. Yeah. Like, like if I, especially if I get triggered, I might. Um, you said you do hand on your heart first. Sometimes, like if I, if I get triggered and I like feel anger. Yeah. That sometimes I'll I'll be in that for a moment.
0: Hmm. Hmm. You have to let yourself be angry. It's mm-hmm. okay.
1: It is mm-hmm. okay.
0: And then I can actually come back
1: and be like, "Okay, I'm with you. We're yeah. here." Yeah. And and Aww. I do. I do like putting my hand on my heart just because I yeah that physical touch. Yes. And so it just helps, like, um, yeah. kind of ground you a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> um. And and I talk like I would talk to either a friend or a little kid mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's times when i when I picture myself, a lot of the time I do picture myself at like yeah between the ages of like seven and eleven,
0: yeah,
1: um and yeah, I, like I just speak compassion, I speak kindness yeah. and gentleness and yes care for her and let her know that like it's okay it's okay to be angry it's okay to be scared it's okay to be confused or um or or just not feel at all like it's okay to not have words if you don't have words right now right
0: um if you need to go get a tub of ice cream it's okay yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) And just reassure her
1: and and I've even had conversations where like I've explained things to her like i've had yeah. I've had moments of fear of just um, I mean I'll use finances because that's mm-hmm. that's a big one for a lot of people.
0: yeah, it's probably most people, yeah,
1: and adult me I don't have a God that I know and mm-hmm. trust. To provide for my needs, whether that yeah. be financially, emotionally, physically, whatever it might be, like he is a provider. Yeah. And little me doesn't always know that. And that's yeah. where sometimes that anxiety or fear can come from. And so like I'll explain yeah. it to him. Be like, sweetheart, like it's okay. You don't have to worry yes. about this. I am the adult <laughs> and I believe in a God that is so much bigger than any um. That is big enough to meet our needs. Yeah. And so like you don't have to worry about it. You can just rest, and you can just be. And so, yeah. And usually that's what that comfort is. I mean, it's it it can be just listening. Yes. Like sometimes yes. our fear just needs to be heard, and mm-hmm. then tended to.
0: Yeah, that is so good. I think it's so. Yeah, you're talking about kind of your inner self or um or sorry, the inward man. So Proverbs talks about stewarding and pay attention to your inner world because it affects all that you are. All that mm-hmm. you are and what we learn in school and there's definitely a lot of things out there like kind of treat your heart almost like it's a little kid. Like mm-hmm. this is Speak gently to your heart as if you were speaking to a little kid. Mm -hmm. It's so, so profound and so powerful because, hang on, I want to get it. Proverbs (laughs) 4.23, above all else, guard the affections of your heart for they affect Mm -hmm. all that you are. They're the wellspring of life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have that posted in my office and I was just looking at it like it is one of the most important things to do above all else, like above all else, guard and steward your heart. Something I've been learning, and a mentor of mine, which I would love to have her on this podcast too, Gloria, she's amazing. Her and I were talking about how eventually the Lord becomes the gatekeeper of our heart. Mm-hmm how eventually mm-hmm. he is the one who's going to be that protecting. But oh my goodness, do we have walls? Oh,
1: oh my yeah. goodness,
0: do we have the walls? Do we have the, no, 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 no. I'm going to do this. I got this. Uh-huh. But eventually he is the one that is going to protect. He is the one that loves our inner world more than we do. Mm-hmm. Why on earth would he even give us emotions, right? Oh, yeah. Why would he give us a complex mind Mm -hmm. And a complex heart and a complex nervous system and a complex body. If it was not for deep, great, and wonderful purpose, like Mm -hmm. it is so important. Like we think that we can get away with not taking care of our emotions and our heart. And I think that's like, that's what I'm learning. um, And a lot of people reference it as kind of like an emotional health, that term and the reason why it's so important is because look at what happens when you push it down at all times. Like we think no. we can get away with pushing it down all the time, mm-hmm. but we can't, right? You talked about being in a, like a constant state of trigger, like just constantly mad, constantly it's like It's like your mind can't slow down because you're just constantly buzzing. You're constantly unaware and not aware of yourself and what's going on inside. And you end up making really big life decisions because, okay, this is, okay. So on like reality TV and stuff like that, I think where we're coming from the mainstream and stuff like that, people Mm -hmm. are like, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I'm just triggered. That's why I said that. I'm just triggered. You know, it's like, I do love, I, I love, you can probably feel this way. I love that it is being talked about more, you know, mm-hmm. it's being talked about more, but what is so hard is they stay that way and they use it as an excuse. Like, Oh, I'm just triggered. So what I do doesn't matter. Oh my gosh. Please say what Laura says all the time. Laura Duncan, who we love and learned from class. Please say that. <laughs> I need you to say it because you say it better. <laughs> it's so true, though.
1: Like yeah. people use a, can use a trigger as a scapegoat for their oh yeah for their actions. And oh yeah, Laura. If I misquote this, I'm so sorry. <sighs> what we do matters, but who mm-hmm. we are matters so much more. Yes. And yes, Our another thing that she says that has really helped me too is like um throughout life like we pick things up we put clothes on we we put protectors on we put um coping mechanisms and safety nets and all of this stuff and so
0: for protection if you've seen
1: Friends I always pictured Uh, Joey so I always I pictured Joey when he like put all of his clothing on (laughs) and so like so that's what I picture. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so true. Wow. Like, we
0: have <laughs> we, we, we Chandler's have Chandler's
1: clothes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Throughout life, we learn, we learn beliefs. We pick mm-hmm. up lies. We pick mm-hmm. up coping mechanisms. We pick up uh, protectors and, like, all of this stuff. And through that, we're hiding who we really are. Yeah. And so through this this process of um of inner healing really is yes it's taking those off little by little to really understand who God created us to be and like yes who we are in the purest form. Yes. And it can be scary. 'Cause those things become comfortable.
0: And they, really do. they and really do.
1: letting go of letting go of comfort, whether it is healthy or not, is terrifying. Because we know what to expect. Yes. And I I had a um a vision, I guess I'll call it that. Um <laughs> an, exp- an experience with the Lord. <laughs> but (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) so i had this experience of laying down the old and picking up the new Mm. and the experience i saw i was standing in a parking lot of like a strip mall which for the younger generation if you don't know what that is it's a
0: bunch of it goes ross tj mags uh taco bell maybe not taco bell but mexican (laughs) yeah that's funny that we say that we're only 28 and 30 (laughs) so anyway
1: so i'm standing in the parking lot and there's all of these shops and i look down and all of my clothes are on the floor or on the ground Mm. and my clothes represent um drinking social mm. media um partying um sexuality like all of this stuff is on the floor yeah and yeah. i am just standing there cold shivering i mean i don't have any clothes on and the lord is standing next to me and he's like, those are your those are your new things. Those are your, you need to go shopping for new clothes. Oh. And the new clothes were community, friends, um, him, like, giving up, surrendering, giving up control, wow. trusting, um, being vulnerable. And I was like, absolutely not. That's terrifying. And I was like, <sighs> Yeah. I don't want to go buy new I don't want to go buy new shoes cuz they don't fit well. I have to break them yeah. in.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have to be uncomfortable to become comfortable in a new way. And yeah. yes. And so it was scary because like my old clothes were sitting right there so convenient. I knew they were comfortable. I knew they were broken in. Um I knew how they fit. Yes. And what they were gonna give me. And I later on like saw that and as I am looking at these stores, Jesus just wraps me up in a cloak. Mm-hmm. And he's like, This I'm here, like I'm I'm with you. Mm-hmm. And essentially like I know it's scary and it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And so like letting go, it takes it takes time it takes it grace it takes compassion because you're not going to choose new in the healthy choice every single time That's and right. so and there's grace in that and there's love mm-hmm. in that and there's goodness mhm dis- despite our choices and like change comes from knowing how loved we truly are yes and knowing yes. knowing what what our true identity is and who it's in. Yeah. And I wanted to touch too back on the gym. Yeah, absolutely. Um, part of that healing process was giving myself permission to step away. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I haven't competed in a while. I actually put my gym membership on hold. So I haven't been wow. that gym in about three months wow and um wow so this but, is recently wow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so but stepping away helped me gave me the space to re-fall in love yeah with with the activity yeah not the validation but the activity mm-hmm. um and so now when i lift or when i go to the gym or if i play sports it's like i'm doing this because i love it and because I it, wow it's a way for me to care for my body. It's a way yes. for me to honor my body and what it's capable of to yes. be able to do,
0: what it's capable capable of doing, <laughs> which is a lot. Yes, our bodies absolutely. are really strong. <laughs> oh my gosh, our bodies are amazing. I know, and,
1: and I think it's it's healthy to validate them. And I also like pick out little wins. So like when I would go to the gym. Maybe I didn't hit the time I wanted to. Yeah, but I could pick it out and be like, "Well, I did this movement unbroken Wow throughout the whole workout, or like I may have not hit my time, but I hit my the weight I wanted to do. Or
0: that's so good. I maybe wasn't able
1: to do the weight that I really wanted to do, but I hit it in the time that I wanted to do. So I learned to like celebrate little yes. things because I was so I wasn't used to being celebrated, and I never celebrated myself. Right, and so I just like I need like celebrating. Yes, the little little things, even if in my overall picture it didn't feel um worthy of celebrating. Yeah, it's like no, like I mean, there were some days it was like you showed up today. Yes, that that is a win.
0: I was just thinking you i so like, oh, I made it inside this gym and I didn't turn mm-hmm. around and go get Starbucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like made it inside. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what Absolutely. I do. I, I went for a fall walk, jog, run thing this morning. I was like, well, I definitely didn't run a full mile, but like I actually put my gym clothes on and walked outside and that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, Absolutely. It has to be the littlest of things, the littlest of things. Mm-hmm. I think that is how we as a culture can find that healing because we live in a very, very driven success, but it's a really s- skewed view of mm-hmm. what success looks like in America. Yeah. And yeah. I think we it do be- need to get back to the simple things.
1: It reminds me of having like, um, Like being a child, mm-hmm. like delighting in the, the small things. Yes. yes. Like children find delight in the most random things. Yes, they do. And I think in that, it, re- it celebrating little things, it makes you slow down. Yes. And then you can actually, like, I think too, through that, like it's helped me appreciate God more. Because mm-hmm. I walk outside and I take a deep breath and I'm like, this this is beautiful. Or the sun is shining, or maybe it's even raining, and I'm like, This is a beautiful day, or like the trees. (laughs) I'm just like, Slowing down brings life. Yes, yes,
0: it truly does. Jesus said, The faith, if you have faith like this, like Mm -hmm. this child on my lap. And now that I'm getting older and I am learning a lot about childlikeness, it's mm-hmm. the only way you can have faith. The mm-hmm. only way you can have faith is to become childlike. Yeah. There's, you know, like we remain adults, but like, you know, you yeah. faith. Like you used to pay your bills, but like, you <laughs> <laughs> become childlike in. Yes. Yes. He loves and God is in that space. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is so, like, I say this a lot. I could literally be singing, singing so loud and laughing and squealing and giggling so loud at the Hairspray soundtrack or like turn on the Link Larkin parts and just sing so loud or the very yes. final. And then the next, I'm remembering something so sad and I'm bawling my eyes out and I'm present in that moment, and then I, the next moment, I'm back to singing. Like it's this back and forth, which yes. is what children do, and mm-hmm. it's, it's being fully present in whatever comes up. Yeah, it's yeah. being fully present. Like, oh, I'm disappointed I didn't make that time at the gym. It's okay, and it it's okay. And then yeah. the Lord meets you in that space, and then, okay. But what did I do? Yeah. I made it here. Exactly. (laughs) And another thing that is so important is take the time you need in that emotion. And it's going to be different for different things. Take the time that you need. Be present. Work out your salvation all day long. If you're angry all day long, it is okay. It is okay. Work through it. Invite the Lord in. If it takes a day to invite the Lord in, finally, it's okay. He understands, but I think He wants that from us. He really wants us to be working towards that healing and that wholeness, and He's going to do the heavy lifting anyway. So, I
1: agree. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I love
0: this. I love this so much. I'm going to read some scripture because I want us to remember that it is all over Scripture. Compassion is all over Scripture. So mm-hmm. Micah 7:19 He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Matthew 9:36 But when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. I love that one. Mm
1: -hmm. Matthew
0: 14, 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Matthew. Wow. A lot of these are in Matthew. And you know what I learned from the Bema? You said that you started Bema. Mm -hmm. I'm in the New Testament now listening to Bema. Matthew was an outcast. So a lot of his narrative is going to remind people that, Hey, the outcast is who Jesus came for. Like Jesus was moved with compassion for the outcast.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Mm -hmm. I love that. They they called it the (laughs) Mumser episode. I'm excited for you to listen to more of it. Mm. (laughs) That's so good. It's so good. But Jesus is the one who leads with the compassion. We do not. Mm -hmm. We cannot be compassionate without Jesus. So, oh my gosh, this was wonderful. Seriously, thank you so much for Mm
1: -hmm.
0: being present, helping me out. Because, yeah, this is our first time, so I was getting I was getting hung up. I'm like, how do I even interview? I literally was like, how do I even do this? Like, how do I talk with you and like ask questions? So anyway, I'll probably get better at the next one and the next one. But thank you very much for being here and leading me and helping me um, understand a lot. Um okay, for what are you doing with your um business right now with the consulting? Are you currently taking clients? Or are you taking a pause or like if anybody is so hungry to learn more about you, basically how could people reach out? Yeah. I am still taking clients. I'm not
1: actively pursuing it, but if somebody yeah. Yeah. is this
0: is a lot, we know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: But I won't say no. In my first, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: my first session with people is free. Yes. So, like, yes. I'm not. That first session, I mean, is helpful for me because then I get, yeah, I get to continue practicing my own skills. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. And then I do have social media. I have Instagram and Facebook. Okay. And my tag or username whatever you want to call it um instagram is audra lynn 24 okay and then i'm face.
0: i'm okay, gonna go put ahead. them in the show notes you know okay like, cool. i'm gonna figure out how to do show notes and then i'm gonna Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> newbie i <hashtag> newbie <laughs> oh, i love it so much <laughs> That'd be me too. You're yeah. good. And then Facebook, just Audra Norris. <laughs> yeah, it is. And then, if
1: I mean, if you want a free session, if you want to know more, you can either send yes. me a DM or an email. Yeah. And my email is AudraNorris24 at gmail.com.
0: Okay. I'll put all that once so, I research.
1: Yeah. So you're good.
0: Perfect. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you. Seriously, you've just, you've helped so much. Um, I'm excited. I I know that this message is just going throughout the earth at a mm. rapid pace. I really I really see it now. Mm. I heard had someone say that to me and now I actually believe it. So mm. thank you so much for coming today. Thank I you. really appreciate it.